My name is John and welcome to episode 2 of the Tech Leader Pro podcast. Today I'm going to offer you some advice on how to handle escalations. But before we begin, I would like to briefly mention our sponsor 5.today, which is the ideal product to help busy tech leaders to manage their days. 5.today is a highly secure personal productivity application designed to help you manage your priorities more effectively by focusing on the five most important tasks you need to achieve each day. Our goal is to help you to track all of your tasks, notes and journals in one beautifully simple place, which is highly secure via end-to-end encryption. Visit the URL 5.today to sign up for free. And now let's get on to our main topic without further interruption. Regrettably, as a leader, you will have to handle escalations from numerous sources, both inside and outside of your team. It is one of the least desirable aspects of the leadership role, but it need not be as stressful as you think if you follow simple rules to keep things compartmentalized. Put simply, you need to reduce the emotion and stick to the facts. But let's explore that in more detail during this episode. Firstly, it's important to think about the different sources of escalations you will encounter. For example, escalations from customers or prospects, escalations from your marketplace, escalations from your team, escalations due to technology, and many more. Each of these are quite different, so let's look at each of these separately. In my previous role, I took over a large customer project from a predecessor who had quit, which can only be described as a dumpster fire. The project was late and stuck in user acceptance testing due to hundreds of bugs being opened, and the customer sponsor was openly hostile towards us. Meanwhile, our team morale was rock bottom, and different teams were openly at war with each other. The first thing I done was a root and branch review of every team we had working on the project to look at where we were failing and what needed to be improved. I met of a lot of internal resistance to this, especially when those teams learned I would be openly sharing the findings with the customer. But I managed to nullify that resistance by forcibly securing the backing of our COO on the plan. Once the report was in place, I then flew across the ocean to meet with the customer, along with a senior member of each one of the teams we had working on the project, and apologised in person for over an hour to our sponsor, as well as his bosses, right up to Fry's president level. I admitted that we had made lots of mistakes and would take action to ensure improvements were made to each team involved, namely solution architecture, QA, development and project management. I simultaneously raised my credibility with the customer by being honest with them in order to gain their trust, while at the same time giving our customer the opportunity to vent their frustrations with us, which was good catharsis for them. In the end, the weekly one-to-one call I had with the customer sponsor went from him shouting at me for about how bad our organisation was, to after a few months of us both having a nice chat about what we were planning to do during our upcoming weekends. The hot list of open escalations have been reduced to zero. There are a few key leadership lessons to take away from this story. Firstly, honesty is usually the best approach to take with an angry customer. If you screw up, you should own it. 
In my example, I own the overall failure, even though I was not responsible. Remember, I joined this project late, after my predecessor had quit. I did not mention my predecessor once, internally or to the customer, as I hate the blame game. I also did not blame the teams in question, in spite of their concern that I would. I simply presented the facts gained from a retrospective without mentioning anybody by name. Lastly, I acted as the firewall for the team. I took the heat from the angry customer. I stood up in their head office and presented the failings and deliberately drew their heat directly on me. This enabled the delivery teams behind me to focus on their day jobs without being exposed to the drama from the customer any further than necessary. I'm not saying that you should adopt this open apologetic tone as a default. Many times during my career, customers or prospects have escalated to me without just cause. When a manager is failing on the customer side, for example, they will sometimes try to deflect the blame onto the software vendor, namely you, rather than taking that heat from their bosses. In those situations, you really do need to push back on the customer and present the facts to support your position. Ultimately, all escalations come back to the facts, especially when emotions are running high and people are pointing the finger of blame at one another. It is the facts that will save you from the fallout. Typically, when you face escalations from the marketplace, we are either talking about bad media coverage or some action taken by the competition that form a threat to us. Sadly, this is all part of the rough and tumble of doing business. And my advice to you is you firstly need to take these challenges on the chin. But I can offer further advice for how to react. Firstly, even if you are getting negative coverage in the media, but at least you are becoming big enough that the market is paying attention to what you're doing. That is undoubtedly a good thing. Secondly, as any good marketer will tell you, there's no such thing as bad press. You can capitalize on the attention, knowing it will inevitably be short-lived in order to push your own narrative, or you may simply choose to ignore it until it goes away. Remember, news cycles and attention spans are extremely short these days, especially due to social media. If, on the other hand, the market is telling you your competition is doing great, and is in fact ahead of you in terms of product development or deals being made, then you need to dig into that and gain the facts and learn from them. There is no shame, and I mean absolutely zero, in studying deeply what the competition is doing, where they are successful, and see if you can apply those learnings to your company. In fact, I will go stronger than that. Not studying what your competition are doing could be fatal, especially if they arrive via a blind spot and start to steal your customers from you. Escalations within your team itself can arise from time to time. For example, due to personality conflicts between team members or team members disagreeing between themselves on the way forward and coming to you to arbitrate. For those kind of conflicts, it is important to remain objective and not take sides. Once again, you must establish the facts firstly before taking any position on the dispute amongst the team. However, these arbitrations are part of your job and ultimately you will have to make a decision as the team are escalating to you for this very function. Having realized themselves that they cannot reach an agreement without your input. Once you make a decision, the team must accept it, even if they do not all agree to it. And finally, you will make it clear that you will now own the outcome, 
as it was your decision that broke the deadlock. When team escalations involve only one individual, typically this is due to a morale issue, like someone threatening to quit, or most likely that individual is not happy with their role or package. For these kinds of escalations, depending on the health of your personal relationship with the employee, it may warrant including a third party in the conversation, namely a member of your HR team. In my experience, when someone starts to make threats about leaving and attaches a package increase request to that, 90% of the time they will actually quit, and you are better off letting HR know as early as possible, as well as reviewing your successor management for the affected role. But that will be another podcast topic. Finally, I've seen these kinds of package complaints turn nasty on occasion, so you may need to have an additional arbitrator or witness present during each one-to-one conversation with the employee. And you should get that third person to follow up the meeting with minutes on outcomes and agreements in writing after the meeting. Team escalations, especially those involving complaints, can be the most stressful escalations to deal with, as you will be facing those teammates every day. So the critical thing to remember is that it is never personal, and you must communicate that frequently and often, that you have no agenda at play, other than to simply come to an arrangement that makes everyone comfortable. Escalations related to technology are actually the ones I enjoy the most, as they enable you to deep dive into some specific area of technology with the team in order to decide on what architecture to use, how to fix a difficult bug, or how to resolve a performance issue. For those kinds of escalations, typically the answer resides within the team themselves but they may be temporarily stuck and are therefore escalating to you. In general, I see my role in these kinds of escalations to be a chair rather than the expert. After all, when it comes to having a deep understanding of technology, the engineers in your team will know more than you. However, if they respect your opinion enough to ask you for help, then you should offer your ideas, even if in the end a different solution is found. The key point is to gather the team around a whiteboard or on a call and get them talking about the issue until agreement is found on a solution. Your role is not to offer the solution directly, but instead to tease out of the team by asking the right questions. For example, have you tried X or what about applying Y, etc. So to recap, today we have discussed that escalations are part of your life as a leader, so you better get comfortable in dealing with them. They can come from many different sources, for example, customers, prospects, your team, the market, or from the technology you're working with itself. For customer escalations, it is important to be honest and own up when you mess up. This will enable you to build trust with the customer. Market escalations can be a blessing in disguise, as there is no such thing as bad press. You must study your market competition closely at all times. For team escalations, try not to make to take sides, especially when the facts are not clear yet. If you overrule the team during a dispute, remember you now own the outcome. For technology-related escalations, you should tease from the team the solution rather than offering one directly. Your role is to guide them, not act as a subject matter expert. Regardless of the source of the escalation, you need to reduce the levels of emotions and stick to the facts. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to covering the next topic in the series with you. In the interim, if you want to follow me online, you can find my blog at techleader.pro or follow me on Twitter at techleaderpro. Thanks for your time and have a great week.